There's no denying the division that Christianity has caused in families and in society from the very beginning of its origin, even until today. And so whenever Christ says, I've come not to bring peace but division, I think we can attest to that in our culture now. But we do have to consider what is true peace? What is true peace? And does the Lord desire to give it? St. Augustine says that peace is not the lack of war, but the order of tranquility. Peace is not the lack of war, but the order of tranquility. That whenever things are in right order, peace is found. And so Christ reminds us that he is a consuming fire. He cannot wait till his baptism of fire, because things are not rightly ordered until we are one with him. St. John of the Cross says that whenever the soul first comes into contact with the Lord, it is similar to like a, like a rotting log, like a damp log. And the Lord, being this fire, kind of kicks up, you know, like all of this dust off the log. It's kind of, you know, like it feels nice for the soul, you know, a little warm or a little, you know, a little cold, a little damp. And then all this filth starts to come out. And all the smoke, very black. And then it's not so pleasant. And then the soul becomes even more purified. And is on fire. And there's a great amount of pain. And that the Lord does not stop pursuing the soul until the soul is one with that fire as coals are one with the fire. The Lord is a consuming fire. I've come to set the earth on fire. And how I wish it were already blazing. And so because the Lord individually pursues us relentlessly until we are one with him, he guarantees that there will be division in the family. He guarantees that there will be division in society. Because not everybody cooperates with the Lord in the same way. By the simple fact that one member of the family might be pursuing a vocation or really taking conversion and sainthood seriously and the others are not there will always be division that christ has come to divide so that he can convert the heart individually he can convert the heart individually christ has come to divide and so we have to be convinced of this truth that peace is not just the absence of war. It's not just when the family is not fighting, we're at peace, we're good. It's whenever there's that order of tranquility and my soul is rightly ordered to God, who alone is our peace. Now, Christ does desire to establish peace. Not peace on the earth, but he does desire to establish peace. And he does give us the way in which we can bring about peace in the family, that we can set our family on fire. And because this baptism with which Christ is talking about is his baptism of the cross, is his baptism of the cross. Now I share this because family relations can be difficult, especially whenever we have some Christians who are on fire, some who are lukewarm, some who are not practicing, some who outright reject the church. And so sometimes in the name of Christ, 
we can say, hey, I am on the right side of this issue. I have nothing more to do. And so it is your fault if you don't desire to be on my side. And then maybe because of harshness or because of brutality, we actually cause this friction. We are the ones that are causing the division. It's not Christ that is the one who's causing the division. And so how do we discern whether we are doing what God desires us to do and to set the family on fire? Again, Christ says that the baptism with which he must be baptized is the cross, the baptism of the cross. And so I'd like to just look at a few characteristics of Christ's passion and how we can live out that passion in our family. The first thing is that Christ we heard in that second reading, for the sake of the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame. That Christ clearly took on the cross because he knew that the Father in the heavenly homeland laid before him. And so in familiar relations, whenever there's someone, maybe one of those categories, lukewarm, not practicing the faith, uh, or is obstinate to the church, that we have our eyes set clearly on the Father, that we are convicted that only through Jesus and his church are we certain of salvation. Only through Jesus' church are we certain of salvation. That we do not budge, that we don't become relativists, that we don't just accommodate our views for the sake of peace. But Christ, who knew that the only way to establish peace was through his cross, was to have his eyes fixed on the Father. For the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross. The second thing is that Christ is unabashed in saying the truth. He has no problem telling the court that he is truly the Son of God. He is the one who is descending on the clouds of heaven. That he is not king of this earth, but of the kingdom to come. He has no problem telling the truth. Does he tell the truth with brutality? No, he simply speaks it. He simply speaks it. Even if it's not effective, necessarily. Even if it's not effective. We saw this in the first reading with Jeremiah. Jeremiah is proclaiming the word of the Lord. Everyone in the area says, this guy is not on our side. So what do they do? They put Jeremiah in a well, and he sinks into the mud, we hear. Like this, this symbolism of stuckness. That perhaps, even when I proclaim the truth in the family, that we will become stuck. But eventually the truth comes out, right? You see that in the life of Joseph and the Israelites, that he is thrown into the well by his entire family, all of his 11 brothers. But then eventually the truth comes out, that Joseph is the one who is rescued from the well, and he is the one who ultimately his brothers come to for nourishment in Egypt. He is the one who uh, is found refuge in. So though, even though speaking the truth might have us stuck, it will only have us stuck for a time, because even Christ, who is thrown into the well, escapes the well or that tomb in his resurrection. The truth always comes uh, to win. 
The third thing is, of course, the compassion and the mercy that Christ shows on the cross. That we have relentless compassion and mercy. The event of the cross, though it happened once in time, persists for all time in the celebration of the Mass. Right? Like, I don't just have forgiveness for a family member only once. I don't pursue them with that that same love only once. Christ himself pursues us in time at this Mass and at every Mass that we have been a part of. These are the ingredients by which we know that we are doing what the Lord wills in our family, but we are never guaranteed that we will save our family. Even Christ, who did all of these things, who spoke the truth, as eyes fixed on the Father, and who suffered with mercy, and took on the state of sinners, even he did not save us all. Even still, there are souls who reject his salvation. And so we ask that the Lord can act upon us as a consuming fire, realizing that he will not stop. He will not stop until we are one with him, that we can have the same zeal, knowing that our gaze is fixed on the Father, that only through Jesus and his church are we certain of our salvation, that we do not deny speaking the truth in charity, that we do not uh, cease to be able to empathize and to forgive those who offend us.